Welcome to Mysterian Podcast. My name is Rini Medeiros, and I'm the founder of Mysterian Expressions. You can find us on the web at www.mysterian.tv to join our mailing list, to subscribe to notifications, and to get alerts for upcoming events and upcoming podcasts. The word Mysterian comes from the Greek word mystery, as it states in Mark 4.11, the privilege of intimately knowing the mystery of God's kingdom realm has been granted to you. That word mystery is Mysterian. I've got a powerful word for you right here, right now, from the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Enjoy. My name is Rini Medeiros. I am the founder of Mysterian Expressions. You can find us on the web at www.mysterian.tv. I want to invite you to our live worship broadcast happening this Sunday night and every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. We are going to dive into a time of spontaneous Mysterian worship revelatory teaching, and we are going to unleash the mysteries of the heart of Yahweh. We are exclusively broadcasting on our website at mysterian.tv to just get away from the social media a little bit so that we can concentrate our focus on the Lord, on Him and Him only. So I invite you to bring your headsets and you can also create a free account to join the live chat to join in worship with others that have like hearts and like minds just like you. We just want to get away from all of the distractions of social media and everything around us that would pull our attention away from the Lord and just spend time with Him, concentrating on Him and really listening to His heartbeat. This is about the heartbeat of God. Sometimes people ask me, Rini, what does Mysterian mean? Mysterian is the Greek word for mystery. In other words, the secrets of God's heart. Jesus told the disciples, it is given to you the privilege to know the mysteries of the kingdom. This is an open invitation for you to come and to sit at his feet to whomsoever will. Jesus spoke into parables to those that were not ready, but for those that were ready to go deeper into his heart and deeper into the mysteries of the kingdom. So I invite you to come this Sunday night and every Sunday night to join in worship as a Mysterian one, one who dives deep into the mysteries of God's heart. If you are hungry for the deep things of God, then we invite you to come and worship with us. This is going to be an awesome time of worship, an awesome time of growth. I'm very excited to have you with us, and I look forward to seeing you this Sunday night at 8 p.m. Are you guys ready? Let's go. Hey, everybody. So glad to have you 
tonight on Mysterian TV for our night of live spontaneous worship and revelatory teaching. So great to have you. Thank you so much for taking time out to join with us and to worship, get away from social media and to come and to be with the Lord tonight. So we've got a great night planned for you tonight. I'm very excited. A couple of songs that I'm going to be playing, some that I've written and some we're going to play spontaneously. Are you guys ready to dive into worship? I certainly am. And wanted to uh, thank you once again. I want to just remind you that this coming Thursday night, we are having our next live webinar. It's called The Mystery of Theophanies and Theophany Spontaneous Night of Worship. Now, this was a webinar that I did a conference for back before we went to Israel. So it was back in October and we had audio issues. And so I said that after that, we were going to redo uh, the entire event. It is happening this Thursday night at 7 p.m. So you want to be sure to register for that. Uh, we're going to go a couple of of hours is going to be um, 528-444-528 Heaven's Frequency that I'm going to be adjusting my instruments in a different type of frequency. I've done some teaching on this. So if you go to the webinar page and see the info, you'll see some information concerning that because I give an explanation of what 444-528 Hertz frequency is. And so there's an adjustment to my instruments and we go into Heavenly Realms uh, in that place. To register for this event, go to www.mysterian.tv forward slash theophany. The link will be in the description in your podcast. So I am going to be doing teaching, a very in-depth teaching, revelatory teaching um, with some Hebraic roots that I'm going to be uncovering about the theophanies of the Lord, the mystery of theophanies. I've been talking about this quite a bit for the past several months. We had several of these encounters when we were in Israel, but one of the things that I want you to get out of this webinar is that theophanies are not something that just happened to Moses or just happened to some people. Theophanies is available for you because God wants to manifest himself to you every single day. And yes, in the format of a theophany where he comes and he's very real and he appears to you. So this is something that is not just way off in the sky, somewhere in the heavens, that only the elite and spiritualist people, spiritual people only uh, experience that. This is something because God loves you that he wants you to, it's not necessarily him wanting you to have an encounter. He just wants to be with you guys. He just wants to be with you. So I have to try to break it down, make it simple for you guys so that you can enter into that place every single day. My God, it's so life-changing. You don't hear people talking about theophanies. And it's just been something that's been happening in my life. And I want to share the mysteries and the secrets of that. And it's really easy to go into God's heart. We've got some other things planned after next Thursday. I will share the surprise then, but I hope that you get an opportunity to join that class tonight. Are you guys ready for worship? Because I know that I am. And then we're going to dive right into worship.
Watching 
you what the Lord put on my heart to reveal and to just unveil tonight. And, you know, this is kind of um, this particular passage of scripture. I'm going to elaborate on it a little bit and and just help you to see it just a little bit differently because the Lord was showing me something a little bit differently. And I want to encourage you in this. And um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, you know, it talks about it starting in verse that we know that it's the love chapter and it talks about the gifts of the spirit. And, you know, if you read chapter 12 and then chapter 14, chapter 13 just kind of is the uh, the love chapter that is sandwiched in between all of that. But it was just really interesting because as I was reading and as the Lord was ministering to me and just kind of dropped this in my heart, um, you know, it's talking about the about perfect love. Now, we know that perfect love casts out all fear and all of that, but I just want to share with you what I see in this, just a different dimension, and where it says, love never stops loving. This is in the Passion Translation. I love it so much because it just gives a different angle, and love never stops loving. And, you know, one of the interesting things about this, about love never stops loving, what this really means, when you kind of go deep into the Greek and the Aramaic, love never or not even once fails. It never lapses is what it means. Love never falls down. And one of the things that love does, the power of love is that it keeps going higher. So when you study this, you see and you realize that love keeps going higher. Have you had situations where somebody did something to you and wasn't very lovely to you and you had to apply forgiveness and forgive that person because what happens inside of you as you make the choice to forgive is that your love goes higher, higher and higher and higher. And we're going to dive into uh, the frequencies of heaven, the frequencies of love as we gather together this Thursday night in our uh, night of the mystery of theophanies. We're going to go much deeper uh, into worship and also in the teaching. Uh, I'm going to share briefly on the frequencies of love and the frequencies of, of heaven. But one of the things that is really important for you to understand and to realize is that love never falls down. When the Bible talks about love the perfect love of God love never fails it never stops loving it never stops loving what it means is that it's continual it's continual and it goes higher and higher I shared a couple of weeks ago um, and I don't want to take too much time with this but I shared how time in heaven 
or that there's cycles in heaven. And I have this, um, I have this teaching on, it's called the, uh, the cloud of transfiguration. It's within our Mysterian partnership. It's one of the teachings that I have called the cloud of, tra- of transfiguration. So our, for those of you that are partners, go back and listen to that teachings for a couple of hours. I was ministering in Nashville and the thing that I shared that the Lord was sharing that there's cycles um, that heaven works through. And what I mean by that is like, for instance, that there are in Hebraic thought, in Hebraic, in Hebrew culture, um, the number 18 is very significant because the Hebrews give in increments of $18, 18, 36, and so on. And so it is the cycle of life. 18 represents the number 18 uh, in Hebrew is the number of life. So what the Lord was showing me that in heaven, it renews itself all the time. Whereas here on the earth, it decays. It's completely the opposite. So in heaven, there's renewal happening every single day. And here on the earth, we know that there is decay because of the fall of man. And so I was, as I was uh, trying to understand what the Lord was showing me, I didn't understand if it was happening every second, every minute, every hour. Well, really, it's just continual. It's just a continual cycle of life. And where in eternity, there is no time, right? When we have eternity in our hearts. So what the Lord was showing me is that that what makes the cycle of life continue and it gets newer and newer and the love of God is higher and higher is because there, and I, I remember thinking about the 24 elders casting their crowns and coming before the Lord. And you know that the seraphim have six wings. They have two that covers their eyes. They have two that covers their feet. And then they have two that they fly with. So what that means is that two thirds, I believe, of their entire being, they are in the face and the presence of God. They are what the Bible describes as fiery serpents. So you would think that a fiery serpent is something demonic, but that's not what the Bible says. They basically, they basically will poison out anything that is not of God and they protect the throne of God. They protect that place of intimacy. So anytime you feel the purging of the Lord in the place of intimacy, you need to know that the seraphim are present because the Lord is a consuming fire. So anything that accompanies God, that is near God, that is with God will also be accompanied with fire. So the closer that you come to the, to the Lord's heart and the fire of his love, you are also consumed with the fire of God and you also walk with the fire of God. So tonight we sang about the supernatural fire of God, supernatural fire. And so the fire of God comes from the fire of his love and his being. But in heaven, that cycle renews and it continues in that cycle of life. It's because there's love and there's honor. There's the frequency of love and honor that is continually going on. And the 24-hour elders are casting their crowns all the time, 24 hours a day if there is time in heaven. And so because those that are a part of the cloud of witnesses, the angelic beings, the four living creatures, the seven spirits of God, 
the men in white linen, the uh, just men made righteous, all of those beings that the Lord, that the Bible talks about, that is a co- that accompanies God, is that there is continual love and honor for one another. It's completely the opposite of here on the earth. What you have here, if you just take a back seat and take a panoramic view of what goes on in the earth, is that there's chaos, there's dishonor, there's hatred, there's murders there's all kinds of things happening so uh so what disrupts that frequency that is here on the earth is you you are the one that brings a synchronization from heaven to the earth you're the one that brings the balance that is needed to the earth through the redemption of christ through his blood through the frequency of his blood that resides in you and around you, you're the one that brings that kind of balance to the earth and restores it back to the original design that God created. You are the ones, you are the force. Oh my God, you guys are the force. We are the force that is here, the Holy Spirit living inside of us, releasing that fire and that life cycle, that life cycle so much so that people will begin to say, my God, you look so much younger. You just look really young for your age kind of thing because you are spending time in that place of eternity where there's the recycling and the renewal of life. But the more that you stay out here, in the realm of the earth, there's death, there's destruction, and that's where the enemy kills, steals, and destroys. But you bring life. God, uh, Jesus brings life and life more abundantly, and you are his agent of life that renews that cycle. Everything, every time that you spend with the Lord and you, you, you influence the realm of the earth, you are bringing the cycle of life. You are bringing the cycle of life, the frequencies of life into the realm of the earth. You are what God has placed here to bring renewal to the earth, to people's lives, to your family, to every place that you touch and that you influence. Guys, that's really powerful stuff. You have to start seeing who you really are are what you're really capable of as a spirit being. Yes, you have these bodies, we are to take care of it, and but you have a spirit being that already knows what to do and knows before the foundation of the earth because God thought of you, had you in his heart before the foundations of the earth. You just manifested in the earth when your when your mother was pregnant with you. But you have eternity inside of your heart and that cycle of life continues to go on. So love never falls down. Love keeps going higher and higher and higher. That's an awesome trade. <laughs> Right there. But it continues to say that love is more enduring than tongues, which will one day fall silent. Love remains long after words of knowledge are forgotten. And, you know, we have the gifts of the Spirit, words of knowledge, um, the gift of the word of knowledge, um, also mentioned in 1 Corinthians 12, 8. Knowledge itself... Knowledge itself won't be won't pass away or be set aside for we will learn of God's mercies throughout eternity. This is the gifts of knowledge that Paul refers to. So there's a difference between 
God's knowledge, the knowing of Him, who He is, that is forever and remains forever. That is the word of the Lord. But what Paul was talking about was the gift of knowledge. The gift of knowledge that will pass away, it will fade away. And then he begins to say, Our present knowledge and our prophecies are but partial. We prophesy in part, we see in part, but when love's perfection arrives, the partial will fade away. Now, let me just dig in right here. Because we think in this scripture, and this is what we've been taught in Sunday school, but when love's perfection arrives, when we die, this is what a lot of preachers have told us in church and in Sunday school. But when love's perfection arrives, meaning that when Jesus comes and he arrives and we all and everything, you know, we die and he's here with us forever, the partial will fade away. Okay, think about this. <clears throat> think about that that mindset and that thinking because it really is religious. And there's uh, there's a partial truth in there, but there's something that's not being revealed that you need to know. When love's perfection arrives, when Jesus comes and he meets with you under the wings of the cherubim, we talked about this last week, under the wings of the cherubim, theophany, When he manifests himself to you, love's perfection arrives. It's not just when you die. It's here and now when he crosses that realm of eternity and makes himself known to you in the natural realm right here, right now in the place of theophonic encounters with the Lord. When love's perfection arrives, that partial will fade away. What it means is that you're not going to have to seek and search for all of these prophets and I need this revelation and I need that revelation from this person and that person. All of the gifts fade away and the reason why it fades away is because love's perfection has been given to you and all of a sudden you have been given understanding. Peace that passes all understanding. Do you see the tie there together? Love's perfection. And when that peace that God gives you, that peace that surpasses all understanding, all of a sudden you're like, I see, Lord, your eyes are completely open. The mystery of God's heart is unveiled and you see him as he is right there with you, a theophonic presence, encounter, whatever you want to call it. But this is what God calls us to every single day. And the number one thing that will keep you from having that theophonic encounter or that revelation or that deep mystery of the Lord's heart is religion. It's not only sin. Yes, of course, sin uh, covers you with a veil, but it's also religion. And Paul begins to say, when I was a child, I spoke about childish matters, for I saw things like a child and I reasoned like a child. But the day came when I matured and I set aside my childish ways. This is the maturation of the body of Christ is that we enter into love's perfection every single day. And all of the gifts of the spirit are not necessary. (laughs) They're not necessary at at that moment. So yes, you are going to have in that place, knowledge is the knowledge of God is different than the gift of knowledge. And 
There's also one of the seven spirits of God that is the spirit of knowledge. So you're entering, basically, let me just make it really simple for you. You're entering in a greater dimension of God's heart. And God is so uh, multifaceted that we only understood as a little baby when we got saved and all those things, church, Sunday school, whatever. But now God is opening up dimensions that are deeper and wider and so that you're able to understand with the knowledge of God, which is much more rapid thinking. It's much more, uh, it's the, the, the understanding is much, is much more vast. And so you have the capacity to be able to retain the, 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 not only what God is saying to you, but to be able to house the presence of God more and more and more and more. God is not limited to your body. He's not limited to your being. And so the thing is that when we come into the presence of the Lord or he comes out of us, is that all of these things fade away because the Lord begins to give you understanding. The peace of the Lord surpasses all natural understanding. And all of a sudden you have peace and you're like, I'm okay because I understand. So the childish ways are set aside and they're put away because God is bringing you into a place of maturity to see him and to seek him one on one and not always going after the gifts of the spirit and this prophet and that prophet. We don't do away with prophecies. We don't despise prophecies, but understand the difference is that we can go one on one with the Lord. There's too much dependency on prophecy. It was he, the Lord restored that time and that place and and it's still valid and we still operate in those things but it's not meant for us to seek and seek and seek and seek that I've got to get a prophetic word. I got to go to this conference get a prophetic word that's for babies guys that is for babies it continues to say for now we see but a faint reflection of riddles and mysteries in verse 12 the Greek word is enigma, used here to is equal to our English word enigma. So mysteries. For now we see but a faint reflection of riddles and mysteries, as though reflected in a mirror. But one day we will see face to face. Now there's two there's two dimensions here. We will see God face to face when we're finally there with him, okay? And at the same time, we will see God face to face here and now because the Bible says, and it's not contradicting what the word says, but the Bible also says that the pure in heart shall see God. Okay, does that mean when you die? No, it means now that the pure in heart shall see God face to face. And what's really beautiful about this is that Paul, in this particular passage, is referring to God speaking to Moses, that face-and-face encounter, that Hebrew mouth-to-mouth, not using dreams, not using figures of speech, not using prophecy. You see this in Numbers uh, chapter 12, verse 8, but it's transforming love, transfiguring love will bring us 
all face to face, mouth to mouth with God. When Moses had his encounter with the Lord and the Lord says, I speak to Moses, not like these other prophets and visions and dreams and prophecies and all of that. With Moses, I speak to him face to face. It means mouth to mouth. There's like a mouth to mouth resuscitation there. And a a very deep intimacy with the Lord. So the Lord speaks to him mouth to mouth, meaning, you know, like right here, like right here. It's so close that you feel the breath of the Lord even on your face and the breath of the Lord even, uh, you know, just so much on your face right there. And so this is the mouth to mouth, face to face encounter, theophonic encounter that God just didn't pick Moses out and say, hey, you know, you're special above everybody else, which he is special, that uh, nobody else is going to experience this like you do. That is that was meant to be an example for you to enter into. So the theophonic encounters that Moses had is there written in the Bible for you to enter into the same place so that you can experience God in that face-to-face encounter, in that mouth-to-mouth encounter. It's that type of transforming love that brings us all to the face-to-face, mouth-to-mouth with God. That's powerful stuff, guys. And so what happens here, Paul says, my understanding is incomplete now, but one day I will understand everything just as everything about me is fully understood. So he's talking about that one day when we're finally with the Lord and we're forever with him, but God is also forever with you right here, right now. You're just in a different realm. You're in the natural realm, but he's always with you. Yes, we will be right now. Our understanding is incomplete, but when you enter into the place of eternity, did you know that you could enter in eternity every single day? Did you know that you could enter into heaven literally every single day? You guys know that those that I, that have taken my class on communion, because the only access and the only way is through the way, the truth, and the life, and that is through Jesus and his blood sacrifice and through the DNA of the body and the blood of Yeshua. That's how you enter in every single day. Basically, what you're doing is that you are commanding your body, your soul to not be dominant and that your spirit being is becoming dominant because without the sacrifice of Christ, your spirit being will never be on the outside dominant operating in the dictates of the spirit and not the dictates of the flesh. That's what the cross did. It's not only salvation. We go to heaven or whatever, but it's about ruling and reigning and walking as a spirit being in this realm, in the natural realm, in the heavenly realm. You just have a body that's housing your spirit. (laughs) So, My understanding is incomplete now, but one day I will understand everything just as everything about me is fully understood. So when you come into that place, you have have that understanding of the Lord. God gives you understanding, supernatural understanding. It is a fire. It is a fire of understanding. Until then, there are three things that remain. Until, basically what he's saying here is that it's a process. It is a process. The more that we, the more that we practice, the more that we come into the Lord, the more that we allow Him to manifest through us is that our understanding becomes fuller and fuller and fuller. 
and realizing that even the understanding that we have is so little bit compared to God. But it's fully, we full, we're face to face with him and we see him as he is and he sees us. He knows everything about us. There will be that day that will be the full manifestation of that. But every single day you are encountering more and more and more because transfiguration means metamorphosis. It's a metamorphosis every single day. Until then, there are three things that remain, and we know this, faith, hope, and love. Yet love surpasses them all. Love surpasses because it is the highest frequency. And faith, hope, Faith and hope both spring from love. So you can't have faith and hope without love. So when you have people prophesying, operating in the gifts of the spirit, and there is no love, and they are doing that out of to be seen or whatever, that it's really not a pure word because it's mixed with motives. It's mixed with um, character flaws and faith and hope both spring from love. It has to come from love. It operates through love. The scripture says that faith works by love, which makes love the greatest virtue of all. It is the highest frequency of all because God is love and he is above all. Faith and hope are temporary, but love is eternal. Love is forever. Love is eternal. Paul gives us 10 characteristics of divine love in this chapter. And he talks about, and we know that love is patient, under stress. It is kind at all times. It is generous, not envious. It is humble, not self-promoting. It's never rude. It does not manipulate by using shame. It is not irritable or easily offended. It celebrates honesty and it does not focus on what is flawed and is loyal to the end. We've got work to do because I'm not there 100%. Nobody is. But the amazing thing is that the more that we surround ourselves with the love of God and the frequency of love that keeps going higher and higher and higher, that cycle of life from heaven, as I mentioned before, is transforming us and transfiguring us into that place where God completes his work in us and in, in our being. And so we are all still a work in in progress, but we are still continuing to come up higher from glory to glory to glory. And so above all else, let love be the beautiful prize for which you run. So love is the ultimate prize. You know, when Paul talked about he... um. The prize of the high calling of God, it has to do with the love of God. That is the prize. He is the prize. We, you know, when the scripture talks about that if we search the Lord with all of our hearts and that we seek for him and we search for him with all of our hearts, he promises that we will find him. What do you think that means? When you find him, that means he manifests to you in a theophonic manner. And he, 
And he is there real as can be. He is real. It's just that we have this veil that prevents us from being able to understand the reality of that. And so we need, so it's necessary for us to operate by faith that whether we feel anything or see anything, we know that he's there. So faith works by love. Hope works by love, but then when you encounter love, all of those things are set aside because you are with love himself. You are with love. And when you are there with love, it casts out fear, but it also surpasses all understanding. You have the peace of God that surpasses all understanding and you begin to, un- you begin to, uh, relate to the Lord face to face, mouth to mouth just like Moses, actually even greater than Moses, because that was an Old Testament prototype. But as Jesus has already come, he's already died on the cross. He's already made everything available to you. He is your all in all, the source of your supply. And what are we doing going around seeking prophecies all the time, guys, when 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 love himself is right in front of us? And so we went through that season. We went through that time. We call it a movement or whatever, the prophetic movement. I did all kinds of prophetic classes on that. And it was a time and a season that we were in. And so those things will begin to fade away more and more because you will have love himself in front of you. And yes, God will still use those gifts and those callings inside of you. But it's going to, it's going to be like you're not going to have to depend on it so much that you go to love himself, that you become so filled with the fire, the supernatural fire of God's love that you will be the one that goes and gives out that love to those who are in need to give a word in due season. You're not giving it out of a gift of the spirit per se. You're giving it out of the frequency of love because you've been with love. You've spent time with love with God Almighty. There's a difference in operating in gifts and learning about all of that and a difference between that and flowing and operating when you've been in a theophonic encounter with the Lord. It's much greater. The authority is greater. It's deeper and it has more impact and authority. And that's where we need to walk in every single day. It's ruling and reigning in that face to face encounters, face to face, face to face and mouth to mouth with the Lord. Powerful, powerful stuff. And, you know, even tonight, as I've been sharing some things, you know, one of the things that that the Lord has done, one of the things that the Lord does is that he will just flow and begin to break open mysteries. Even I didn't even study it because it just flows out of that place. It flows out of that encounter with the Lord and God begins to speak from his heart. God begins to speak from the midst of the fire. When Moses was encountering the Lord and the Lord spoke with him. He spoke from the midst of the fire. That midst of the fire is the fire, the, the consuming fire of God that is inside of you. <clears throat> inside the mountain. When when Moses encountered the Lord, he was inside the mountain. He wasn't necessarily, he wasn't on top of the mountain. He was inside the mountain, meaning that it was an inner place 
and inner the mountain means a place of government it means a place of glory it means a place of of authority and it's your mountain it's your mountain with god and it is internal it's inside because the kingdom of god is within you the kingdom of god is within you the kingdom of heaven is around us the kingdom of god is within you there's a difference I can't get even get into all of that teaching. But praise God. I hope that this has blessed you. So tonight, guys, I just want to um, bless you. I just want to pray for you really quick for the Lord to break open the understanding of his heart and his mind like never before and to prepare yourselves for those of you that are going to be with us this Thursday for our mystery of theophanies our mystery of theophanies the teaching on mystery of theophanies and also our theophany spontaneous night of worship to enter into that place and it's going to be so amazing that we hope that you'll join us for that so father in the name of Yeshua And Father, I thank you, Lord, for expansion. I decree expansion to move forward, to forge forward in the name of Yeshua and to walk into new dimensions as never before, to to conquer and to enter into and to fulfill the mighty exploits that you have called us to do in Jesus' name. So I thank you, Lord, for every person. I thank you, Father, for tonight, Lord, for the beautiful presence of the Lord, for the mystery of the kingdom that have been released in Jesus' name.